Hey everybody, so welcome to Upset the Culture. Um, today's podcast is going to definitely be about healthy boundaries. Um, I hope everyone's having a good day, a good evening, a good night. I don't know what time you're listening to this, but whatever time it is, I hope that you find this in peace. And if not, I hope it brings you some peace. So um, I'm going to go right into it. Don't do anything you don't really want to do. Um, what I've learned in my walk as I get older, that I am a people pleaser. Um, and that comes from childhood trauma. And I have been people pleasing pretty much since the trauma started, right? And it was frustrating to me because I, the conflict is you're making other people comfortable, but you're making yourself more uncomfortable the more comfortable you make them. And the unfortunate thing about abuse and people pleasing is that you would think somebody would stop abusing. Um, I don't know how to put this. Like, for instance, like if they keep hurting you, you would think that they would stop because they know they're hurting you. But the thing that what I realized is the more you people please, the more they take from you. There's never a point where they're like, oh, I should stop taking from this individual or maybe I'm overstepping my boundaries. It just gets worse until you speak up for yourself. So what I have learned in 2022 is to say no. I think that I'm a lot more comfortable saying no, and I'm continuing to get a little more comfortable saying no because it doesn't serve my priorities and my purpose. I always had a lot of friends, right? I always was surrounded by a lot of people, but what I realized was even though I was surrounded by a lot of people, I still felt lonely, and I felt like, I wasn't really being me. So don't say yes to things you really just don't want to say yes to. I also I also learned that people, the same people you say yes to are quick, they'll not quick to say no, but they have no problem telling you no. Yeah, they'll tell you no, I'm not doing this. And you'll be like, but why not? Because you think that, you know, they would please what you want to do. And that kind of really started to aggravate me because I know how giving I am and I'm just like well the problem isn't them it's me if you show them where you draw the line they have nowhere else to go but behind that line or if they do choose to step over it then you could proceed to how you want to handle that relationship but yeah I am no longer saying yes to things I really don't want to do um watch out for people Watch out for friends who lead you to do things that you really don't want to do. I think that as a friend, you should be able to hear me when I talk and you should be able to hear me when I don't speak. Um, if I say that I no longer want to eat Debbie cakes and Debbie cakes is like these snacks, these sugary snacks. Um, <laughs> Y'all know Debbie cakes, like oatmeal pies and zebra cakes. Those are some of my favorite fudge rounds. Just to name some, but I'm saying, like, if I decide one day, like, I don't want to eat these things anymore, and I vocalize that to the people around me that are close to me that, you know, and we've all done this before where someone's like, I'm not doing this anymore, and you'd be like, it's okay. Like, for instance, the Debbie cake. If I, like, if a friend of mine was like, oh, I'm not going to eat Debbie cakes anymore, I didn't even notice I was working in sin <laughs> or evilness by being like, you know, you want this cake? it's only one cake and you know we say that like you, you know one cake won't hurt you and and I feel like it's innocent but it's so malicious at the same time because here we are 
offering something they said they want nothing to do with anymore. And I think we should take more time to consider that and be um, cognitive of and sensitive of the downfall of our partners, our friends. If my friend says she doesn't want to eat Debbie cakes anymore, I'm not offering her a Debbie cake, even though it's in good, quote unquote, good intentions. I think that it's not good. <laughs> like, I know we did it in good intentions, but it's not good. Like, we got to call it what it is. It's just not good. So, like, be very weary. Like, you know, for instance, I personally was just like, yeah, I'm going to abstain from sex and, and, you know, any sexual behavior. And I would have friends be like, you know, one time is okay. Like, you've been holding out for so long. Like, you know, one time won't hurt you. And when you hear people say that, it's like it's like peer pressure. And it's the influence. That's why you have to be careful about who's in your ear and who comes around you. Because, like I said, you they say that as if it's innocent, but it's not. You're kind of manipulating how I view things. And you're persuading me to do something I really don't want to do anymore. Okay? It's already enough that I'm already wanting to do it and I said I'm gonna stop and now you're pushing the I want to and I don't want to so I'm paying attention to people in my life in this season of when I tell them that I don't want to do something and they do it anyway um it's not gonna work out for us because I need people who want to support me and not covertly try to get me to do something else you know because when you decide to stop doing something people kind of envy that because they don't have the strength to do what you're doing so they want you to misery likes company they want you to suffer the way they suffer but you don't have to so watch out for friends who you know say they're your friends like i wouldn't bring an alcoholic to a bar like i wouldn't bring somebody who struggles with smoking to a hookah lounge I would bring somebody who's struggling with lust somewhere where it's a strip club. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't do that. And I stress you not to have people do that with you. Whatever you're struggling with that you decide that you don't want to do anymore. And you're honestly letting people know so that they can understand where you're coming from and how you're going to move. If they can't honor that, you need to leave. I think that that's not they're not serving your purpose. They're not trying to walk with you in the walk that you're trying to walk, especially when you're trying to walk godly. Like you cannot expect people who don't know God to help you in that walk. It's like seeing night and day. They don't get it. They won't get it. And it's not for them to get it's for you to get. So it's like once someone shows you who they are, you need to put into work what you're going to do about that. You know what I'm saying? Um if you are trying to walk a, a godly walk or if you're trying to do something that's different than what you're used to, surround yourself with people just like that. People who think the same way you think. And I know sometimes they say, you know, you don't always have to hang around people who think the way you think. And I know that different people bring different personalities and characters. And I do think that you, you can mesh with people who don't necessarily think the way you think. But the main thing is whatever is a priority to you should that should be how you link with other people. Like, if my priority is God, then I want to link with someone who else's priority is God. You know, because that's our priority. So now we're both working towards the same thing. So whatever your priorities are, I would ask you to sit down and look at what you deem important. Like, no, they, these are deal breakers, right? Whatever your deal breaker is, that's what you should have in common with people that you are friends with. A spouse, they should think the same way you think because literally slowly but surely if you are unequally yoked right one bad apple ruins the bunch and it's amazing to me how one bad apple could ruin the whole bag but 
we'll, I'll give you a verse to back this. Second Corinthians six fourteen. Do and this is the New Living Version, New Living Translation. Don't team up with people. I mean, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? It, it it's 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 not even a request. It's a demand. It says, do not team up with people who do not, who are not believers. Like he's not asking you, he's telling you. And I think that I find it really interesting that we get frustrated and then we're all looking for a a resolution or a quick fix. And it's like, the fix is there. You're with the wrong person. You're with somebody who doesn't think like you. And you think they think like you, but the godly you is someone that, you probably haven't really discovered yet. Like there was things that I thought that were like me or I thought that I was a certain type and I was, that wasn't me. That was the facade. That's what the world kind of tried to make me believe that I was. But when you find out who you are in Christ, that's really who you are. So it's just like when you start walking closer with Christ, you start realizing that your priorities change the way you think changes. So things that used to be important to you might not be important to you anymore. And things that weren't important to you might really just be important to you now. So really, like, I feel like that line right there, like, don't be unequally yoked in friendships and in your romantic relationships. We cannot ask God to bless something he did not ordain. I was trying to get God to bless a union between me and this and my ex. And it's just like he it, he didn't bring us together. <laughs> he just didn't bring us together. So it's like, why... I can't make God do something. When you get with somebody that's your spouse or even so like your friend, like you want God to be in the middle of it. People try to get God around it. I need him to be in the middle. He's the center, right? So I want it to be me, God, and my husband, the Holy Trinity. That's us. So very pay very close attention to people who you're with. Um, and this is for like, you know, us believers who follow Christ be careful with people who say that they are followers of Christ. Like, you know, Jesus said, everyone's going to say, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. And not everybody who says, Jesus, Jesus is, I, you know, I know them. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're not, he don't know. The worst thing you want is to go to heaven when you pass. And God's like, I don't know you. And you've been screaming, Jesus, Jesus. But he don't know you, you know. And I feel like deep down underneath when people say that, they know God don't know them. Because they don't know God. So, like, don't be careful with people who mislead you. Don't listen to everybody. Know Christ for yourself. Read your word for yourself. Um, fact check everything. Because the Holy Spirit is so good, he'll He'll definitely bring revelation to you and let you know what's going on. Like, that gut intuition, like, mm-mm, something ain't right. Or this ain't authentic, you know. Or ask God to reveal these people because I find that there's a lot of people wearing sheepskin and they're snakes. You know, they love saying like, you know, they see that you're a Christian. So they're like, they talk a certain way because you are and they move a certain way because you are, but they're not like that all the time. That's the thing. Like with me, I'm like consistent in who I am. Not perfect, but I do love Jesus. Um, Struggling, but I do love Jesus. And I feel like I have no problem letting people know that. But when you are not authentically yourself all the time, it raises questions and you're battling different identities. Is You got to fix that. So be careful with people who claim they're Christians and they're not. Um, guarding your mind and your heart. 
And back to who has your ear? Like, who do you confide in? And who are you let confide in you? I didn't know the power of your circle until now. Um, I have been like battling with things, going back and forth in certain sins because I'm not surrounding myself with godly people. Like nobody that I really hang out with goes to church (laughs) and I'm the only church girl. So it's like, of course I'm battling and I'm going back and forth and I'm dabbling in things because I'm not surrounded by God fearing people who can pray for me and help me stand up when I'm falling or that when I tell them that I'm going through something, they go and intercede on my behalf besides my family. My family holds me down. My cousins, they pray for me and I'm thankful for that, but I'm not with them all the time. Um, so it goes back to getting back into the church, you know, me being very involved in the church. So be careful who your friends are. Guard your heart and your mind because um, that's where everything flows from. Uh, it says uh, Proverbs 4:23 through 24 says, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. Your whole entire life. So watch what you're watching. If you're watching too many sexual things, if you're watching too many perverted things, these are the things that will come out of your belly because you're watching it. Watch out for people you talk to and who you confide in. I know it sounds cliche, but I'm telling you, your best friend is Jesus. The best person you could tell your business to, like, that's what I'm so happy about. Like, he knows, first of all, he knows everything regardless if you tell him or not. But I love the fact that I can really just be so honest. Like, I mean ugly honest like I am not a good person (laughs) without him so it's like you can really just tell him what's going on like I don't like her I don't like him I don't like how they treat me I don't like me I don't like how I treat myself I don't think I think I'm manipulative I think that I curse too like you can really be real with him and I think that you need to guard how you think And getting that word because sometimes when you, I start thinking to myself these negative thoughts and then the word comes up in me, like we cast down everything that doesn't represent Jesus. You know, when you only way you could cast things down is if you know your word. And I thank God my parents raised me in the church. Even when I was in church and I think I wasn't paying attention, it's still sown in me. And I still read my word. I still, you know, make a conscious effort to read when I can read and make it a habit because that word will come up in you when you're going through stuff. It will bust up in you. But instead of telling your friends every single thing, God's looking for you to be intimate with him and tell him every single thing. Like in my season in my life right now, I'm learning to keep my information to myself and just share secrets with God. That is only things that is between me and him. No one else. Because what I realize is when you tell people stuff, they use it against you. When you tell people stuff, they envy you. And it's like, I'm not looking for envy. I'm not looking for, I'm looking for a solution. And I'm looking for someone to confide in. But the good thing about the Lord is that we all belong to him. And he sends people to your life that represent him. You know what I'm saying? So when you find good friends, and you'll know when you can confide in somebody. Because they show you the fruit of that. Um, Then you'll be able to talk to people. The right people. But are you talking to the right people? Are they telling your business? Are they just covering information because they want to tell you, they want to know more about you so that they can tell you about their stuff? I don't want to know about you if you want to know about me in the worst way, right? So guard your heart and your mind. Music, TV. I cut cable off. I don't do it anymore. Like, 
I don't even really talk to people anymore because I realized no one could help me. <laughs> when you realize that no one could help you, then you're like, bro, I need Jesus. Like, you know? Um, and, like, avoid perverse talk. Like, don't crowd your mouth with negative things to say about people because there's life and death is in the power of the tongue and that's in the word of God. So it's like when you use your mouth to say something bad about somebody, you're beating their character. You're sabotaging who they are. And we all know we all going through something and none of us are perfect. We got good and bad days, but God says do not engage in perverse talk. Like don't talk about people. Don't be, talking nasty stuff like watch your mouth you know what i'm saying because if you are a christian and you follow christ you can't talk a certain way certain things won't flow out of your mouth you know the more that you love jesus the more that you realize like certain things wouldn't just come out of you and if those things are coming out of you you should watch what you're eating what are you listening to what are you watching to who's in your ear about these perverse things that got you speaking like this right because you're a product of whatever you eat so just be careful with that. And if you are talking that type of talk, repent. Ask God for forgiveness because his mercy is so good and his grace is amazing. And, you know, where sin abounds, grace abounds more. So wherever sin is, grace abounds more. That's, like, super powerful. Like, mercy is not giving you what you deserve. And grace is giving you what you don't deserve. So think about it in your worst moment when you're in this world and you're doing the most that you can do as far as sin, there's grace hovering over you. Like a second chance is hovering over us. <laughs> like we don't deserve it. Yeah, he's given it to us. And I just I'm so grateful for it because especially when you're sinning, like grace, you need that. Oh, man, you need that mercy. Like. You know, like, so um, just be wary of gossipers. Don't let people, don't talk about people, watch people. If they talking about somebody to you, nine times out of ten, they talking about you to somebody else. I've been in that situation. Um, and and I've been the person that was talked about. Like, I've listened to somebody talk about somebody just to find out that my name was in their mouth also. And that's just been the story of my life. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's everybody's story. You know, a lot of people go through that. But now that I'm older, I could definitely navigate through it a lot better. And I'm very, very sensitive to hearing who's talking about what. And I will guard my mind. I won't allow it. I don't I don't sit around and talk about people. I don't want to. I don't. Because I know that all of us are dealing with something. And God says not to judge people, but to pray for them. And you, you're slandering somebody by gossiping about them. Oh, I heard, or this, or they look like this. Like it's evil, and you should stop, because one of the gossiping is like one of the worst sins you can do. It's worse than like killing somebody. You're you're pretty much coming for the character, and it's not right, because you have no stone to throw. So you know, just be wary of that. But set healthy boundaries with people. Set healthy boundaries with yourself. People will only do what you allow them to do. And they're not the issue. You just might be. I used to blame people for my problems, but it wasn't them. I had to fix what was going on with me. Why am I allowing all these people to disrespect me? Why am I allowing myself to do things I don't want to do? And now that I'm taking my power back, I'm honestly seeing who's really in my corner. And to be honest, 
if there's no one in my corner, I know who is in my corner, and that's Jesus Christ. And that's the only person I really want in my corner right now. And um, I'm willing to lose everyone that thought they knew me. So hopefully this helped you guys. It's definitely helped me speaking this out. And you guys stay safe. I'll see you next episode. Um, Be kind. And Jesus Christ really does love you. Like overwhelmingly love you. I'll see y'all later.